This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer. Jeremiah, how are we doing on this fine Monday night at the end of the month of April, our last Monday of April? Spring has sprung, my friend, and I think that everybody is out and they are enjoying, at least in my neck of the woods. Oh, man, I'm having such a good time right now. I did go back. I did go uh, car camping this past week. I mentioned last week I was going to go. Yeah. And I went, the guy I was supposed to go with had a work issue pop up and he wasn't actually able to come out with me, which kind of stunk. But I went out and I took my new mountain hardware, uh, Strato tent, Strato UL2. I was really excited to get out there. I saw, I thought I saw some pictures and I was like, that doesn't look like a six man tent. I wonder if John changed it up and decided to go with some different gear. Well, you can't set up the six man tent with one person. So oh, okay. since I was going alone, I just brought the two man tent and I hadn't used it yet. It's my, it's a new one. I haven't used yet. So I brought it out there just to try it out and uh, realized as I was setting it up, it's not taped or seam sealed. <laughs> and so I looked at the weather and it said there was going to be, it's got like a chance of maybe a few showers here and there. Yeah. So no big deal. Right. Yeah. So I make my dinner, which was a delicious dinner, by the way, of saw of Polish sausage, shrimp, uh, peppers and onions. It's very delicious. Um, had my dinner, sat out. Uh, I was I was camped right on a pond, so I just sat there and hung out at the pond, relaxed. Had a fire going. It was great. Decided to go to bed. About three o'clock in the morning, I start hearing pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, and that pitter patter starts to get faster and faster and faster. And I realize something's not right. So I get on the on the uh, on the weather app and look, and I'm about to get hit with a huge downpour. So nice thing about car camping is you're parked right near your tent. So uh, I literally packed up every because I didn't trust that tent that I wasn't going to get drenched. Yeah. So three three fifteen in the morning, I got everything packed up and in the truck, and I was on the road at three thirty. Wow! Driving Fif- home, fifteen minutes. So note for everybody out there: the uh, Mountain Hardware Strato is not seam sealed or taped. Wonder why and they do that. I don't know. You would think it's the year 2022 and everybody would just do that, but apparently that's not something Mountain Hardware does. Well, I had to pay extra to get my uh Six Moons Designs Lunar Solo. I don't know how much it is now, but I think at the time the tent was like 200 bucks and it was like an extra 25, 30 bucks to get seam sealed. I was like, man, there's no chance I'm going to do a better job than the makers of this tent at seam sealing. Oh, yeah. No chance because I know that. Some people they'll try to seam seal them, and then you try to hang it up, and then part of it while it's drying touches another part, and then you got seam sealer on some other part of the tent that it shouldn't even be there, and it's either an eyesore or it's, you know, it's creating some sort of problem. Yeah, I think you're on your computer audio right now, by the way, just so you know. I don't think you're actually on the microphone. Uh, Doc Watson put out here, for the price of tents, you would think that they would be seam sealer taped. I agree. 
when you buy a tent that sells for 450, 500 bucks, you would think there's a good strong chance that that tent is going to be seam sealed or something. And uh, they're not most of the time, which is really weird. Although my uh, Gossamer Gear, the two, is very much seam sealed. Now, what? Oh, you sound good now. You sound you sound nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, what is the name of that tent, and how much does it cost? It is the uh, Mountain Hardware Strato UL two. It's a great tent, man. Like, it's it's lightweight. It's really big on the inside. Uh-huh. Really big on the inside. I sit up and I feel like I've got a foot above my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's huge on the inside. It's great, um, but it's just not it's just not ready for rain. And I didn't, I didn't think about it. And then I get home and I get online and I start looking at some of the reviews of the tent. And there's a bunch of people angry that it wasn't seam sealed and they got out in the woods and got destroyed oh, no. in storms where all their stuff got soaking wet. And uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's crazy, man. Jeff Peters, he commented to Doc's comment about the seam sealing. So that's 0.5 ounces too heavy, Doc. <laughs> and so we're on the live stream and we are the guests tonight. And I want to talk a little bit about my trip that I took over the weekend too. Uh, but then I'd love to interact with people tonight and hear what they have to say and some of their questions and stuff. But I want to, but before we get to it, right. Something has to happen. And that is the fake news. It's back. We took a week off from fake news, but we are back this week. So Jeremiah, Talk to us a little bit about your trip. I want to hear about this exciting northern adventure that you took. Well, hold on. Let me you've off. Got, you've got three trips actually to talk about. You got a trip two <laughs> weeks ago. You got this past week, and you got one coming up. Yes. So, so, so let's let's rewind two weeks, and let's work our way forward. Wow. I, it looks like I am getting a little bit of an interview here. I yeah, saw let, it. Let, let's do uh, Yeah. Jeremiah, you're the guest tonight. You're the guest. <laughs> now, I saw uh, I saw your comment a few minutes ago as we were counting down to start the live stream. <laughs> you're saying that I was the I was the interviewee tonight. That's funny, man. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. I also want to mention um, for those people that have been listening to the podcast, it's not available on iTunes, but it is now on Spotify. The video version, so. If you're just listening, I don't care what platform you consume the backpacking podcast content, but if you want to see the video version now, not only is it on YouTube, but it is also on Spotify. So you can check out that fake news ticker anytime you want. Yeah. If you've been, if you've been a listener for years and you've always wondered what the heck we're talking about when it comes to this fake news ticker, now's your chance. Get on Spotify and check it out. I checked it out today. I was looking because Last week was the first episode we've ever uploaded the video version to Spotify. And I went on there today, checked it out, worked perfect. And you know what came to mind? I was like, there could be a multitude of people out there, or maybe zero, I have no idea, that have never put a face to the voices on this show. How many- now, and now they're going to see them and be highly disappointed. That's exactly exactly (laughs) you know, you have this idea in your head and then all of a sudden kerploof. Exactly, exactly. So Jeremiah, talk to me about the whites, man. Talk to me about this trip up north that you and Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir took, or as we like to call him backpacking with dad. 
Yes, and I start calling backpacking with bully on this trip. I heard about that, man. Why don't you tell us yeah. about that? Okay. So first of all, uh, the trip videos never do it justice, but I had a lot of fun making a trip video for this trip. So shameless plug. Feel free to check that out on my YouTube channel. And, and for people who are wondering, Jeremiah doesn't do trip videos. So this is like a monumental occasion in the history of, yeah. of Jeremiah's life. I think I've done three in the past six months, maybe. I know I've done Colorado. That's been a while. Colorado was over a year ago, man. Yeah, see, I haven't done a lot. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think in six months you have not done three. I'm just letting you know well, that. I, I take a ton of trips, man. But I you know. know if it's not epic, then uh, I guess I just didn't want to record it. But this trip some, was some upset people, buddy. Oh, they want to see the hair. You're hiding the rock star hair. I, I got a haircut coming up on Thursday. And we're oh, don't cut to, too much, man. Just trim it. I'm going. I'm going to uh, do the Joe Rogan bald head shave. Oh my gosh, you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna lose <laughs> listeners and viewers because <laughs> oh, of that. I can't cut the hair off, man. I'm just kidding. Now I, I put a hat on today. I rode my motorcycle to work, and so I wore a like a headband at work. So oh, there you go. Now now you look like a rock star. There you my go. So Own it, man. Own that hair. Just rock it. Okay, so. Mr. Backpacking with Jason and I, we took a flight from Cincinnati to Boston, rented a car, and drove up to the Watts. And we took a three-day, uh, two-night adventure. But I think we were gone for like five days with the travel and everything. And, dude, we started from the car, and it was like normal, everyday Kentucky weather. And then we ascended for like a mile and a half. And then all of a sudden we started getting into these little sheets of ice and I had to put on my micro spikes, which didn't fit whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) If you look at the video, they are stretched so far around the edge of my shoe. So Justin, his YouTube channel is it's good in the woods and he lives in New Hampshire. So he let me borrow some gear and one of those pieces of gear was micro spikes or were micro spikes and he is a hard time right now man micro spikes micro spikes how's that there you go that's great so i put them on and his were just like you put them on and there's like a red rubber part on the ones that he had that go around the top of your shoe and it may be micro sports <laughs> And <laughs> that's more like it. So his were like, it had slack in the bottom. They were, if you picked a shoe up, they were kind of dangling below where all the chains are hooked together to the red part. Mm-hmm. Mine uh, didn't fit. Like I couldn't pull it around the top of my shoe. It only would fit around the edge of my boot. And so they come off a few times, had to keep putting them back on, but they did. Dude, I'm going to get some. Because when we go like winter backpacking around here, especially down in Big South Fork, you get a lot of those cave areas. A lot oh, of the, yeah, a lot of know, icy areas. It's so icy, and you literally can't walk on the trail. You just can't. So anyway, yep, we went there and set up camp, and then the first day was the best weather. So we're like, let's summit Mount Lafayette. So we started hiking after we set up camp and made it all the way 
to the top of Mount Lafayette, kind of. We still had like another, I don't know, 300 foot of ascension. And there was a storm rolling in. You could see like the clouds and the snow just coming towards you. Yeah. And they were given snow at like, I think, 4 p.m. And it was like 15 to 4. So we decided to not go all the way up, especially since there's like a, a 50, 80 foot just sheet of ice going up to the top. And the yeah. only thing to stop you if you slipped on the way back down was just the rocks at the bottom. So we're like, the view's not going to be any better up there. So The view's a whole lot worse as you're falling from what I hear. Oh, well, I had to take your word for it because I didn't feel safe enough to walk up there. Justin, he went, he went quite a ways on up there. And Jason and I were like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> so we decided to just stay there. We hung up there until the snow came in and checked out the views till they were gone and then we descended back to camp and then summited a different mountain the next day found this canister just on a tree at the top of that mountain and figured out how to unscrew it and signed our names in a little journal in there and then the next day we flew back there's a there's a whole lot more that happened but uh we can get down get into whatever details you want or not all i know is that you're getting some comments on here um, somebody said you probably left your merch at the trailhead. <laughs> hey, we, we have a meeting scheduled for tomorrow. We do. We've got the Gonex ginger rocket. Now that's a new name. I, I like that. I like that. There were, you're getting the love today, man. You are definitely the guest. Um, now say vestibule. Vestibule. <laughs> it gets better every time, man. It gets better every time. And then when are you guys going to get Jupiter hikes on here? I know we have been in contact with Jupiter. Uh, it hasn't worked out yet but yeah. it is definitely coming at some point. So apparently um, in the, if you see the video when Jeremiah removes the red micro spikes, they look like red underwear tongs. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say to that. Uh, I'm going to have to watch the video closer. Cause I didn't catch that, but maybe, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention there. I will say shout out to uh, Pierre. Yeah. One fifty in the morning right now. Yeah, that's crazy, man. He sent me a message, like a DM on Instagram. And he's like, is there a show tonight? Because usually when we have a show, like during the day, we'll put out a little graphic saying who the guest is and that kind of thing. Follow us over on Instagram, the Backpacking Podcast. So yeah. I don't think and, he there's a show or not. Well, and we had a guest who was lined up for tonight, but they're in the middle of hiking the Appalachian Trail. So we knew it was kind of hit or miss if it was going to work out. And it didn't quite work out that we could get him on here tonight. So... You're stuck with me and Jeremiah instead. So, uh, yeah, that's okay. Now, now, Jeremiah, I have to tell you something happened to me on Friday. Yes. So, um, you know this because you live an hour south of me. It was uncharacteristically hot here in Kentucky. Like, it was 81 degrees. I know, man. I, I, the sunburns are real. Let's just say yeah, that. Uh, my neck right now, I've never been as redneck as I am right now. And it's yeah, not because of like how I talk or act. It's literally my neck is bright red, but uh, hard. I decided to go on this hike and I went out to a place I go all the time called Shaker village. Mm-hmm. The thing about Shaker village is there are no, you're, there's no shade. Like you're just basically hiking out in the sunlight, right? Did you get you one of those giant straw hats, bro? I wish I would have had one. Cause I went out there and hiked, uh, about six miles. Uh, with the sun and no breeze the whole time. 81 degrees. That's scorching hot. And by the end of it, I hated my life. I was just like, this 
sucks. I was like, this yeah. is the dumbest thing I've done in a long time. I could have gone hiking anywhere and been fine, but I picked the one hike. And it's the only hike out there that's like that, too. It's it's the hardest hike they have out there. Man, It, I was done. Like, I got done at the end of the day, and I was just done. I was like, man, I I don't like hiking in heat. I don't know about you. Like, I don't like hiking in hot weather. Like, when it's like 80 plus degrees, that is not nearly as much fun as like 60. Yeah, I agree. The dude, I went backpacking this weekend, not just to hike, but I full on with the backpack and everything. And my, my back immediately was sweating. Yeah. Immediately. And I set out like pretty early in the morning before it got too hot. And dude, by I think one o'clock, I had hit 10 miles and I was burning up. Yeah. Where were you at? I would, so here's, here's what, what was supposed to happen. I was supposed to go backpacking too, but the person that I was going with, something came up and I was like, well, I was going to this location and now I'm not going. Maybe we can do that on a different time. And as you know, I've been section hiking the Sheltoe Trace. It's interesting you say that. Somebody was just asking, Jeremiah, when do you plan to plan to finish your section hike at the Sheltoe Trace? Oh, well, look at that. I can answer that question right now. Um, I don't know. I plan on just keep keep on section hiking it. Right now, where I just started at was like mile marker one fifty two or something like that. You're right at the midway point, real close to the midway point. Yeah, I'm a little bit past the midway point. Now I'm at like 136, I think. I'm over basically just north of McKee, Kentucky. Okay. The the Sheltoe, for those that don't know, it runs from basically the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, a little bit into Tennessee too, all the way up to northern Kentucky. So it runs nearly the length of the state through Daniel Boone National Forest. So I'm a little over halfway. It's like 350-ish miles, maybe a little less, maybe – Depends on the day that you do it, I guess. Yeah, Depends then we'll on- get to be Sheltoe brothers. Yes, once I get there. Yeah. So I was hiking it, and uh, at that last second change of plans, I was like, maybe this is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because now I'm flying solo. And I don't know about you, but when I'm solo, I need a purpose because if I'm with friends, I don't need a purpose whatsoever. No. I could literally just sit there and camp and hang out. Yep. And- eat and be merry but whenever i'm a goal i need a goal when i'm by myself i have to have a goal so i actually um i had set out originally let's see i got off work come home and left and then i got in four miles i think i got there at like six six o'clock or so six fifteen i started hiking and now it gets it gets um it's dark so late you can get in a few miles even after work if you you know you get off three or four o'clock so i got in four miles and then uh set up a stealth camp let me know in the comments if this has ever been you you're like well i don't know if there's gonna be a camp spot so i guess i'm just gonna make this one work and then you pack up the next day and you start walking and you make it about two minutes into your hike and you're like, what? The Garden of Eden was literally two minutes down. That's the, the whole Sheltoe Trace, man. That is the whole Sheltoe because they don't really give you a good idea of where campsites are. Uh-huh. And there aren't a lot of them. There's very few campsites actually on there. Yeah. But there are a few that are like amazing. 
well, there are a few that are awesome. I just, I just decided to make it work. I was like the sun at this point, it was about eight o'clock. And when you're down in those hollers, the sun is basically just gone 20, 30 minutes before actual sunset. Yeah. So I decided to just make it work, but I really wish I had kept going because there was an oasis just down the way. But that's okay. Got up the next day, hiked my 10 miles, had Bridget come pick me up. It was the hottest part of the day. I just finished up my hike, decided to set up my hammock. I told her, uh, I was like, I'll see you between 1 and one thirty. She misheard me a little bit, so I had a little bit of time to kill before she got there and shuttled me back to my truck. So I set up my hammock and nap. just Well, I tried to nap, and I originally set up one one side on a light pole, which may be illegal, and the other side on a tree, and the shade was covering me. And then after about 15 minutes, I bet it was 100 degrees in there. I just laying there sweating. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. It's just too hot. Yeah, it's it's hard in the summer around here. Like, that, it was just, and the thing is, usually April, May is really nice. It usually gets into the 70s. You don't get those 80-degree days often. So, like, this weekend, man, it was just hot. Like, it was just hot this weekend. Yeah, I bet the gorge was packed. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. But you couldn't find a parking spot all day Saturday. Well, I know where I'm going this weekend is supposed to be pretty, it's probably going to be pretty packed. So, hoping I can work it out that I can uh, enjoy that. I'm actually going to be hiking with uh, Taylor from Southern Hike. It's a good guy, man. Yeah, dude. He's a, he's a good dude. We're both going somewhere we've never been, so it should be fun. I'd love to hike with him again, and I actually had told him, uh, you know, sometimes he backpacks with his girlfriend. Or not his, his wife? Yeah, his wife. Um, <laughs> if he's got a girlfriend, his wife's not going to be very happy about that. <laughs> I meant his wife. He, he's not Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he went there. <laughs> he was there just don't slap me in the face man okay um so like uh, what's that i told him that i would like to put a little trip together maybe uh next fall he's talking about possibly meeting up in the smokies and then me him um and our wives could all do like a little couple's trip i think that'd be fun and smokies might be a good in-between place because um now let me know where you're gonna go i've got a great place you can do that's not too bad that like bridget wouldn't mind hiking Okay, perfect. So, hey, Kentucky Hiker put on here the official mileage is at 343. I hiked it last year, and it's probably closer to 350. Most people I've talked to have hiked it since they added the extra 10 miles. Um, on, on the Kentucky Trail have said that it's it's closer to 350, and they're adding another section. So the south terminus is actually going to be further south. So uh, that's getting changed here real soon, too. That, the, I- when I talked to some people from the Sheltoy Trace early on, the the plan is to hopefully make it a major long trail. Like it'll probably be 30, 40 years from now when it happens, but they're talking possibly doing from the Gulf of Mexico up to the Ohio River. Or not the Ohio River, the uh, Lake Erie, up to Lake Erie. Wow. So that would be a massive trail if they get it that far. Yeah, dude. And you know what else? That I feel like that would also help Eastern Kentucky. You know, because like what well, one thing about Eastern Kentucky, there's no interstates running through there. So no. if you had um, a long trail, that might bring a little bit more, at least small bump to the economy around those trail towns because it's hard living out there. It is. They have a lot of dogs, though. God, dude, they got a lot of dogs. And you know, and you're about to hit a lot of those dogs, man. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you haven't hit Heidelberg yet, have you? No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for those stories, man. All I'm going to say is bring some pepper spray. Yeah, pepper spray. I think some people carry guns. Uh, I didn't carry a gun, but I definitely carried pepper spray, and I used it. So I, I have um, bear spray. That might be overkill. Well, I, I'm i afraid that it'll blind a dog. Yeah, I didn't actually hit the I, – I think when I hit the, the dog, I, I popped it just on the nose. That was enough. Yeah. It was gone. It scared it off. I did a ton of road walking, man. You haven't even hit Heidelberg. Heidelberg's the biggest road walk on the whole thing. I felt like I I walked either on gravel or I didn't realize how much off-roading there was around that area, like around um, McKee and that whole Jackson County area over there. Yeah. Dude, so many side-by-sides out. I mean, there's full parks dedicated to it. And I was like, I feel like I've either walked a gravel road, blacktop, or one of these dirt, you know, off-roading trails literally the last 15 20 miles yeah they're they're working really hard to get people to let them put trail through their property the problem is a lot of the daniel boone is uh is owned property like people own property in the daniel boone national forest and uh yeah you're not allowed they won't let people put trails on their property so they have to route it out to the road so it goes in between different people's property and it doesn't tick off people and there's some people that live off like live along the trail that don't like hikers well, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting hike, man. Like, it's not your Appalachian Trail. Let's put it that way. No. There are people like just all excited. Hey, there's the AT hikers. It's it's not that. It's like well, it's a little different. I, I think that people value their privacy, but also, I mean, that's that's a deep woods of Kentucky, man. Yeah, who yeah, knows? It it's, it's lawless out there. You got no idea what's going on. I probably wouldn't want people on my property either. Yeah. yeah. Although I did. Did I tell you about the pig? No. Wait. <laughs> so, so I'm hiking. It was uh where was it? It was it might have been part of the Heidelberg hike. I was hiking on the road and uh I was coming south towards Heidelberg at the time. I was yo-yo hiking. I was all over the place when I did it. Sure. But um I'm hiking down to Heidelberg because I'm gonna meet my family. There's a um like a park there in Heidelberg that had a playground. And so my wife met me there with the kids and we had fourth of July lunch at the park and the kids played, but, uh, I'm hiking down and I get by this house and I look over in the yard and there's this couple, there staring at this pig and it's a huge pig. And I'm like, nice pig. And they're like, yeah, do you know who it belongs to? <laughs> I'm like, no, they're like this random pig just walked into their yard. Who's massive. Pig? They didn't know. I didn't know, but there's just a huge pig in their yard. And, uh, they were just totally confused. So <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. You never know what you're gonna see <laughs> over there, around there. I did want to say real quick, Jeff asked uh which backpack was causing my sweaty back on my weekend trip this past weekend. Uh the backpack I was using was the Gossamer Gear Mariposa. Um, I think I have the 60 liter, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's 55, I can't remember, but I also add this, Jeff, every backpack, every single backpack that i have gives me a sweaty back even the osprey it doesn't really matter thinking about backpacking makes jeremiah sweat well i'm telling you dude you're a sweaty dude any i don't think i'm that sweaty oh you're sweaty dude it's great you're sweating right now i can see it i think that well i might be sweating right now you know i had the ac guy the hback guy come today oh yeah 
this room that I do my filming and editing and all that in our little office area, it hasn't had uh heat or air since I moved in here. So now that it's getting summertime and you get the 70, 80 degrees, this is upstairs. It's time to fix it. So you know where I am. Oh, I know you're, you're in the professional studio. You've, you've been in the professional garage of mine. You know how hot it gets in the summer. People don't know, man. Yeah. People, we put in the work. The multi-million dollar studio is being worked on right now. <laughs> we're working on it. You know, we're about, we're about 27 years away from having the money to build our studio, but we're going to, we're going to tough it out till we get there. So, Hey, Jeremiah, we've got a question for you. Okay. Is there anywhere in Kentucky you can target trout, stocked rivers or ponds? I'd say over by the dam, Wolf Creek Dam. That's about the only place I could think of. They stock it, but I don't. I I don't. It's trout. mostly it's mostly bass fishing in Kentucky. Yeah, a lot of lakes. Not. I mean, there's a ton of trout fishing too, but I'm not an insider on that. So there's not a whole lot of uh, knowledge I can offer on it, unfortunately. Bass fishing, though, I can tell you what's up. I grew up on Lake Cumberland. Oh, there's a lot of good fishing on Lake Cumberland. There's fish in that lake. Lake and, there's, and there's farm ponds everywhere that people stock with bass. You know who's got some giant bass? Mr. Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. Backpacking with Jason, sir, dude. His pond outside his house? Yeah. Massive. You know another thing that there's a lot of in Kentucky is really good catfish. Yes, dude. One time yeah. we, were, we were jug fishing. You know what that is? Yep. So if you don't know, you basically tie a jug to a string with a hook and, uh, you know, bait on it and you just leave it there. I don't remember what the state law is. I haven't done it in years. Uh, I think that they can only be in the water for so long. You know, it's like under 12 hours or something. And you leave those floating out there. You come back the next morning and grab those suckers up. And if it's bobbing up and down, you probably got a big old catfish on the line. Dude, we caught one. I mean, it was in the 20s. I can't remember. Maybe 25 pounds. Oh, yeah. This is a, for some people, this is a baby, I guess. Is it a blue cat? I don't know what, what it was. I was in college at the time, I think. So that's Okay. That's probably 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Well, we, we used to go to this place up in Harrison County. Uh, they called it Mouth of Cedar. It was a big cedar tree that grew out in the middle of the, the river. And so it was like a fork. And there was a little area where the where that was got real deep, uh-huh. and what we go is we take chicken livers and stuff and seed it the night before, uh-huh. and come out the next morning there'd be just a pool of catfish there, and uh-huh. we would just pull them out like three four foot cats just like like they were nothing. It was awesome. You eat them? Yeah, you eat them. Oh my no. gosh, catfish is the best fish on the planet. I was asking if you eat them. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I think oh, they're great. Yeah, dude. I love fry. catfish. Some hush puppies. Oh, man. Ah, oh, now you're talking my language. Man. Someone says they uh, they stock bark camp with trout. I, I didn't know. Cane Creek also for trout. Uh, Creek, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Barren River Lake. I used to live over in Bowling Green whenever I was going to WKU. Barren River Lake. That's yeah. a good too. Okay, I got to answer Doc Watson's question here. Been noodling. I don't do noodling. <laughs> Tell everybody I, what noodling Okay, is. so noodling's basically you, uh, you, there's, you'll find a place where like a cat is back inside of it and you reach your hand under and you actually grab the cat from inside of its mouth and pull it out. And uh, 
that's the that's the quick easy version of it but there's people that's how they go catfishing i have no interest in doing that isn't that crazy dude sticking yeah. your diving down sometimes sometimes fully submerged head underwater a well, buddy of mine did it tore his arm up oh i bet because he has little barbs on their on their mouths they don't have teeth but they have little barbs and like tore his arm up i was like yeah that's no fun i'm good <laughs> like, i don't need to do that let them bite it and pull them out yeah wow man it's not for me not not my thing hey miyagi's up here what's up miyagi yeah. trying try to catch up on some of these uh some of this stuff on here i think taylor and rachel are having a baby now wow congratulations to them look at that that means i'm gonna be canceling my hike <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know, man. Like they say, if it's something that you're already doing, not to stop doing it. There was a woman that broke a, a powerlifting record, then had her baby the next day. Well, that sounds absolutely insane. But <laughs> <laughs> a baby the next day, probably. Yeah. In the day before. Yeah. Jeremy, I do want to talk to you about something. Yeah. And somebody actually brought it up in the question. I'm not going to, it's, it's way back in there, but um, I want to talk to you about this new trend that I'm starting to see among tent makers. They're okay. starting to make longer tents. Oh, that's good news for me. They have. They started making longer tents. And uh, I just saw that Big Agnes just came out with a version of the, uh, what is the tent called? I sent it to you earlier today. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, Cop was it the Copper River? That's not Copper River. That's a restaurant here in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> Copper. <laughs> the Copper Spur. Copper Spur. Copper, Spur. Uh, Copper River. Copper River. That's a good restaurant. Um, the Copper Spur is like a long tent. It's like 93 inches long or something like that. Can we pull that up on here? Is that possible or not? Yeah, let me look. I'll look it up while we're sitting here talking. But I saw that and you, I sent you the text like you got to check this thing out because I was like, yeah. you're always complaining about how tents aren't long enough. Uh huh. And uh, I, I was just curious, like if you had even noticed that tent before. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I never have even heard of it, but um, Big Agnes... They're the ones that make it. They we were talking, I think, last week, weren't we? About Big Agnes and the what was that? It wasn't the Copper Spur. It was I don't remember. Anyway, they make good tents. So I, I'm more than happy to check this out. Here, let me let me bring it up real quick. I'll share it with the with you here and let you see it. But um Okay. I thought this was a pretty cool tent. I was just like to me, anyways, I thought it was it was pretty awesome. Let me let me make this full screen so it actually shows up all the way so you can actually see it here. Okay. But uh this is it right here, man. That's not it. There does, we go. Does it have uh oh it does have poles, right? Yep, well that's the mountain glow. That's not even the right tent. Yeah, I need it's to the see. uh where is it? HV that's why I keep clicking on the wrong things because they're Thing keeps moving. Oh, the Copper Spur HVUL2 long. Yeah, and it just changed again. I hate pop-up things on, on websites. <laughs> like every time I gotta click on something, it, it moves. There is right there. Uh it's new for 2022. Can 530 bucks. 
Will it let you zoom in on that? Or like click the picture? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So it looks like a standard tent. And it looks to me like the walls are a little bit more vertical because some people, they make tents that are long, but then the walls are so slanted that it doesn't really matter how long it is, your feet are going to touch. Well, and if you look, here's the head end right here. And it's almost it's almost completely vertical, which for a guy like you is awesome. Yeah, and it tapers and it's double walled. So you got yeah. the inner and then well, the- and they got that huge pocket right here. Uh backcountry exposure. Devin did a video today on the copper spur and comparing it with uh I think the Telos from uh Sea to Summit. And one of his comments was about this big pocket at the end of the big Agnes and how uh it's great, especially for two of you to get stuff up off the ground so yeah. there's more room in the tent. Dude, you, you can never have too many pockets in those tents. Yeah, but here's the thing about it, man. Like, let me go down to some of the specs on this thing. Let's go over here and look at this. Okay. Railway. Look two, at this right here. 90. I was wrong. It's 96 inches, man. 96 inches long, 52 at the head wide, and 42 at the feet wide. Which I think is dumb. I, I don't know why tents do this. Why? Why would you just not make it 52 and 52? So if you have two 25 inch pads, they fit. Because you got to um, make it difficult gotta, for people. Yes. No, you, you have to taper it so you can shed weight, man. Nobody wants to carry that extra two ounces. Are you kidding me right now? Yes. I would carry the two ounces all day long, but I don't think that Big Agnes is whoever is their designer on this. I think that they're trying to shed weight, would be my guess. Wouldn't you? Uh, I guess, but I notice every, every tent does it like more and more people are using the rectangular, uh, sleeping pads now. Oh, don't get me wrong. I prefer it because yeah, I just, it just makes no sense to me when you look at this and I mean, you got 43 inches of height, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a height. Oh. That's a really good height. And the length is insanely good. Um, but man, if you, if you could just make the end 52 inches on both sides that would be just a thousand times better you'd have to engineer it different though i think a little bit maybe you just have to change the sew positions of where the the poles are uh the attachments you know that you snap the poles into probably to put those in different places but it shouldn't be too hard because you're already kind of designing that from scratch anyway right yeah yeah somebody know. said the uh the lionheart or lightheart gear makes uh makes long tents i know they've got the they've got the so long is one of yeah, those that they have but that one is not freestanding right i mean that is still a great tent yeah. i i saw one whenever i was doing the foothills trail and i was like this is a big tent you know i almost tent. got one i almost i didn't get a so long but i almost got one of the, i think it's called the solo is the regular one i almost got one but it's so like angled at the ends yeah when you go to sit up you almost always hit your head and at least that's what I, it seemed like to me when I was looking at it. And I just, I wasn't, I, I like this because of the, the vertical walls on it. I mean, I mean, seriously, like if we get back, if we can get back to that picture. Let me see here. If, if it'll let me, there we go. But I mean, I love that vertical wall. You yeah. Know, that's, but you can't able to everything. that right there. I mean, come on. That's awesome. You, you ever seen camera conspiracies, the YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah, so you know his whole YouTube, that whole YouTube channel is dedicated. It's comical, but it's dedicated to finding the perfect camera, right? Right. 
That's right. That's the whole premise of the entire channel. Let me find the perfect camera. <laughs> perfect price, perfect weight, perfect durability. Got to have a flippy screen, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that I'm not going to make it, but we need a YouTube <laughs> channel dedicated to the perfect tent because I don't think it exists yet. I'm not sure it can exist because you can't have everything. You can't have a sub one pound freestanding tent that's 85 inches long and 50 inches tall and it's rectangular at the top and bottom yet yet <laughs> who's gonna make it i don't know but did you think did people think 15 years ago that we would have sub one pound tents that are made of a material that's stronger tensile strength than steel well how long has cuban fiber been around uh what 12 13 years is it been more than that now at least for tents and stuff uh speaking of tents i want to throw this up there you have this tent oh that's the duplex l uh, the duplex l yeah and that that tent is legit man i still am i still am planning to make a review video on it but there are some improvements i would make to it that that's a dyneema tent i think it weighs 20 ounces but it's a two person so really one person comfortably but if I was doing like a a trip where I didn't want Bridget to have to carry anything, I would try to squeeze us both in there. Yeah. You got the measurements on that? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The floor width is 44 inches. Can you zoom in just a little bit more? Uh, not really. Oh, that's, okay. about, that's about as big as I can get it, man. But uh, 40, it's 48 inches height, which is a huge peak height. Um, it looks like the uh, floor width is 44. Uh, the floor length is 8 feet. So, uh, and then the what? entry height is 36 inches. The floor length is eight feet. What? That's what it says, man. Is that wrong? Uh, I don't know about that statistic there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Eight feet. Eight feet's what I it mean, says, man. It Maybe if you didn't have a bathtub floor, it might be eight feet, but I don't know. I'm not buying it, but I'll, I'll measure it whenever I've set mine up and do the video and stuff. Well, I mean, you're seven foot 11, so that only gives you an inch of room anyways. So... <laughs> I'm I'm six three on a good day with shoes on, yeah, and my feet don't touch. I, we've said this before, but one of the problems with the tents, if if they're too short, is your feet or your head touching, and then getting your sleeping bag or or top quilt or head wet or something, and then it loses. The problem is losing insulation value with a damp foot box. Yeah, and a lot of sleeping bag companies actually do like DWR treated down. Uh, which I have no idea what that stands for, but basically it helps it stay a little bit more water repellent. Um, so it doesn't soak up all that water and lose the loft, but a lot of companies will use that down and like treat the, uh, treat the foot box, especially maybe even a coating on the outside. Stoned ape adventure says Dyne <laughs> stoned ape. That's great. Uh, Dyneema has been used for backpacks for decades. Well, I did not know that me either. That's interesting. So Dyneema has been around for a while. I do know, I can't say too much because I was given actually some confidential information about some uh, fabric that's coming out um, from uh, the people that do Ultra. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's possibly tentable in the near future. Who's the people so, that do Ultra? What is it? Uh, that is, uh, what's the name of it? It's, um, not, not you ask, I can't tell you. I can find out real fast. Um, it's okay if it's confidential, man. 
I could tell you the name of the company. That's not confidential. I need uh, your source. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not telling you my source. I need, uh, I need your inside source. I, I, I can't tell you my source, but what I can say is I have seen some uh, some versions of this uh, ultra fabric this uh, that, that's been coming out, and it is pretty stinking cool, man. It's pretty stinking cool. There's some really cool stuff getting ready to come out, and uh, if I wasn't sworn to secrecy, I would say more, but I do want to give hope to people who are looking for something new. There's something new on the horizon. There's always, always something new, man. I wonder if... uh, Okay, and somebody, real quick, Off Grid said, uh, what about an EcoPack tent? EcoPack and Ultra are the same company. Um, Challenge Sailcloth, that's the name of the company. Challenge Sailcloth. Um, They make EcoPack and Ultra, so it's all part of the same family. Um, I actually did a video about it, so if you want to plug one of my videos, I did a whole video about about it. Challenge Sailcloth does an incredible job. Uh, with with their stuff right now, Eco Pack is a really cool fabric. Um, Let me ask you a question about Eco Pack. Yeah, how loud is that Eco Pack, man? <laughs> is that made of like lace potato chips bags or not? No, no, it's it's um the stuff that people are using right now. It's not loud at all, really. Oh, really? It's it's not like Dyneema as far as the noise. No, it's the way it's made is a little different. I think it feels a little softer. Um. I need to convince one of my backpack friends that makes backpacks to make me a, an ultra backpack for science. For science. So you can do a testing video like Miyagi did. Oh, I don't know. I actually want to keep it and use it all the time, but Miyagi did it, destroyed it and sent it back. (laughs) 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 Um, Oh, uh, here's a good one too. Uh, The Osmo fabric that Nemo's using. Have you heard of this? Nemo's Osmo fabric. No. It's a really cool fabric too. It's um it's a it's uh it's water it's water resistant like really heavily nothing if anybody's asking nothing is truly waterproof. Like truly waterproof. Eventually it becomes not waterproof. Everything is like that eventually. But uh the new Osmo fabric it's uh it's kind of like a like a poly fabric and it doesn't stretch. So like when it, you know how a lot of times with your sil poly tents and you're still nylon tents. Mm-hmm. They just stretch. Yeah, you kind of got to, um, if you set them up, before you go to bed, you have to, like, tighten out where the stake, where it's staked down at. You know what I mean? Yeah, because as it gets wetter, it gets more and more loose. Um, but the Osmo fabric doesn't do that. At least that's the claim. So, Girl Plus Dog Adventures, you have one of those tents. I know I've seen your video on it. Um, does it live up to what it says? I, I'm curious about that because uh, I would love to get my hands on some of that fabric or at least a tent made of that just to see what it's like. Um, but yeah. Uh, is Light AF making ultra packs? Yes, they are. They are. Um, Man, Nemo, I want to work with them so bad. I love their stuff, dude. I Yeah. And I think that Justin, um, he was having some problems and he's not the only one with their uh, Nemo tensor pad. Like, I don't know if there's a seal, like, you know, if you get a hole around the place where you blow up your sleeping pad, that's like worst case scenario. Yep. You know, or like a seam, a seam that's so hard to repair and it's like bound to fail. That's one of the weakest points of the entire piece. Uh, But I haven't had any problems with mine and I guess maybe I haven't used it enough to 
to see the problems. I don't know how, how many trips that they took theirs on, but I've been using mine now for at least a year. And every literally every single time that I tent camp or a tent backpack, I'm using that thing. But yeah. their, their disco, their dis. When I say disco, I'm talking about sleeping their- bag, sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not actual disco. <laughs> yeah. Although but- I've seen, I've seen you disco dance. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. So their Nemo disco 15 degree bag. I use that in the entire long trail and it done perfect. And it's spoon shaped. So you got a little extra room in there, but I will say one of the problems with the spoon shaped sleeping bags, you know, some people like them cause they feel kind of claustrophobic zipped up in a bag. Right. But sometimes you get a little dead space in there and you haven't moved and you wake up and you move your leg over and there's a cold spot because there's so much extra room in there. And it kind of scares you a little bit. It's the worst man. Cause you're trying to stay warm. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to hit some things. James, Ho- James Hooper's on here. He said, eco pack does make ultra, but not all eco pack is ultra ultra is lighter weight than eco pack. Yeah. Basically I compare, uh, ultra and eco pack to X pack and uh, Dyneema. That's kind of the best way to compare the two. They're still made by the same company. It's like he said here, he said the eco pack isn't quite as waterproof and not quite as lightweight as ultra, but the regular eco pack is more durable and the eco pack is way less expensive, which is true. So, uh, good stuff there by James. Um, somebody down here says I have a disco 15 and I love it. Yeah. I bought my wife, the Cosmo, it's a different brand though. And I kind of wish that I had just spent the extra money and got her like one of those Nemo bags. Yeah. I, I think that they're better, but they cost more at the time. I think that bag was like $325 retail. Well, here's a question. Maybe somebody who's on here right now can help me. Um, my plan this year was to get a loco libre quilt, a 60 degree loco libre quilt. And why 60 degrees? Because I live in Kentucky and in the summer, it there, most days it doesn't even get down below 70 and so a 50 degree or colder sleeping bag is just too hot and i find myself a lot myself a lot of times just over like overheating but then i'll get cold and i have to pull it back over top I and mean, i'm fighting with it the whole night mm-hmm. um so i'm trying to get a 60 degree quilt top quilt and local libre right now their their owner um had some health issues and so right now they're not making any new stuff, so I can't order the one I wanted from them. I contacted Enlightened Equipment. They only do 50 degrees, and they said they can't do 60. Does anybody know of a 60-degree top quilt? This man can't do the 50-degree. I don't want 50. I want 60. I'm a very specific human being. So the Aegis Max, I hate the Aegis Max. I've got one laying here on the floor, and if anybody wants it, I will sell it to you for 50 bucks um what did you ever make a video saying you liked it no i didn't mention it i mentioned it as an option Uh, and honestly most of the people i know who like it love it that's a loophole bro i hate it i well here's the problem i don't like it as a quilt yeah what's got a zipper on it yeah i don't like it as a quilt it's uncut and for me i don't like my feet being like shoved together and it's got a really small foot box Mm. so uh i I, I, I used it a couple times as a sleeping bag and I didn't mind it in a tent, but when I tried to use it as a quilt, it was worthless to me. So, um, yeah. let's be honest. That is an Amazon, like yeah, it's 80 bucks made in China. I think they're like one Oh five now. Yeah. It weighs 12 ounces. If anybody wants a 12 ounce, 60 degree, 50 degree sleeping bag, I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. <laughs> this is the, this is the first time. 
<laughs> this is the first time I have seen John <laughs> literally like aggressively looking to sell some of his gear. You must really not like. I'm buying a house this fall. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, we're on to buy a house this fall. So I'm I'm selling a lot of gear. So and I got a lot of gear. So if anybody's like on here, and you want to send me a message later? Say hey, what do you have? I'm your hookup. Get that man up. DM definitely, definitely below retail. So, um, no, I'm kidding. I, I mean, I am, but I'm not kidding either. Um, <laughs> you know, I use the uh, my 40 degree under on this trip over the weekend. Last weekend, you're talking about the weather and all that. Yeah, is that the UGQ? UGQ, and I use the uh, I use my was that Western Mountaineering. 27 degree oh, you had to be burning up no dude i my top the top part of me was so warm but you know what i forgot to do i've set up my under quilt and ugq the way that they do their under quilts you hook it on each end but then there's several adjustments that you can make and dial it in. yeah to dial it in and sometimes at the ends of my trip i will like just unloosen the stuff you know yeah or anyway you're making adjustments every trip's different but the point is is i didn't cinch up one of the one around one of the draft collars and so i didn't realize it until like i bet it was like 5 a.m man i think it was like 5 18 i looked at my watch your butt was freezing i was cold like i kept waking up and i was like i'm a little bit cold i don't know why i'm cold like you know, it's not that cold down here. It's probably in the fifties in my underquilt. I've used it in colder temps than that. Yeah. And that's what it was. It's totally my fault, dude. Oh, that stinks. You got to dial that stuff in and you got to, you, you got to have it right. So did I tell you what I'm thinking about experimenting with this summer? No. Cause you know, there's some nights it doesn't get below 80 at night. God, in that's Kentucky. That's you know light, what I'm talking about. That's a, I had to go to the lake kind of. Those are, this are the July, August early september that's tough dates and those are rough i'm gonna i'm experimenting with something this year with the hammock well are you taking a fan no i'm just instead of using instead of using a quilt underneath it i'm gonna just use the uh the quilt protector oh just to keep like to keep like if it gets a little if it happens to dip a little bit in the temperature Uh uh-huh it's kind of like a windbreaker more than anything else I wonder if that'll make and if it. And if it rains, I don't have to worry about my hammock getting wet. You think that'll make you sweat more? I don't know. So I, I said, I'm going to experiment with it. I don't know if, I don't know if it'll be good, a bad, good idea or bad idea. Uh, okay. So I'm getting some things on here. Let's see. Doc has a 70 degree bag. What does that even mean? It means it's super light. I'll tell you that. That's one of the reasons I want a 60. Also, I want a sub one pound. I want to be ultra lightweight in the summer. Cause like, Oh, for sure. Climbing hills in the summer is not fun when it's hot. So that's awesome. 70 degree bag. Um, let's see. Hit up Cedar Ridge. You know, I need to check out Cedar Ridge. It says they do a lot of custom orders. That might be that might be one to check out. Um, let's see. Appalachian sleeping. I, yeah, a few people have been saying sleeping bag liners. The problem is for me, I don't like my feet being caught up inside of something. I like to be able to kick my feet out if they get a little hot. And so if I'm in a liner, I'd have to take the whole thing off to get my foot out. And I'm not. I'm not crazy about that. Let's see any other stuff in here. Wow, good deal. Hit me up. Um, yeah, see. I saw something. What's uh, that? A rusty. 
Do you guys have any tips for taller guys and getting your pillow higher off the floor of the tent? Show my shoes under it, but it's never enough. That's interesting. Yeah, because I would say if you're taller, your all dimensions as a whole are probably bigger. So you're going to need a bigger tent. Or no. a bigger tent, a bigger pillow, I mean. Yeah. So here's what I would do. First of all, um, if you if you're using a sleeping bag, sometimes you can get sleeping bags that have the like the little pouch to put your pillow in. So you could put one pillow in there. And a lot of people, what they do to help get their head a little taller is they'll stick anything extra. I usually use my backpack. Stick that under your head end. My wife, like I told her to do that on one of her, I don't know, last two or three trips. And it was a game changer for her. She was like, this is much better. But I would suggest take your puffy jacket if you're not going to sleep in it. Then take it and zip it up. If it has a hood, roll everything into the hood. And that's an extra pillow if you don't want to bring two. But if you want to bring two, then problem solved. Just bring two yeah. pillows. That's a great idea. And, you know, and and uh, I would say, too, that um, if you get those, what are they, the Thermarest ones that are the, the foam ones? Uh, yeah. Compress just a little bit. Yeah. Those are way better for taller, bigger guys, too, because they, they can puff up a little bit bigger. Yeah, they are. I, you can get whatever size you want, but I got a large, I think. Or yeah, maybe, I've, I've got a medium one. It's still big. Um, it's better for tent. I think it's better for tent camping than it is for hammock camping. Yeah. Cause too big of a pillow in a hammock and you feel like your neck is, is like going to be bent off or something. It's um, too much. Yeah. Okay. Pennsylvania camp and canoe. George from local Libre made a post on hammock forums. His health is much better. And he expects to be back up to full speed soon. Yeah. I've actually been chatting with him a little bit. Um, really nice guy, like super, super nice guy. Um, really, uh, Glad I got a chance to to chat back and forth with them a little bit. Um, have you seen Local Libre before, Jeremiah? I've uh, heard of the company, but I think only from you talking about it. But you got to check them out, man. They got some really cool stuff. And they do some cool custom stuff with their quilts. Like, they'll customize not only the fabric on the inside and the outside, but the stitching color. Man, I always wonder how profitable that is. Because when everything's custom, you either got to charge more or take a loss. And, well, here's the thing. His stuff is compared to some of the other companies, it's pretty inexpensive. Okay, it's really, really impressive. Hey, check this out! Thank you, Off Grid, for the for the gift. What is Jeremiah's summer base weight with the Duplex L? Under thirty pounds. Laughing face. Uh, stash time trials were awesome. Vid coming soon. Um, what is your I'll, base weight typically, man? I'll answer that on this last trip, right before I headed out on the trail. I have my backpack sitting on the tailgate and I have my fish scale in hand, fully loaded, water, everything. And it was 30 pounds on the dot. And, and that food was, water? That was with food. That was with uh food for Friday evening, Saturday all day, Sunday morning. And that was also I probably had like two liters, maybe a little bit more of liquids whether it was a Gatorade bottle or water I was taking with me or whatever. So, But I think my lightest summer base weight, and I don't remember the tent I took, but it was probably my Lunar Solo. So it was a little bit heavier. And that was with Hunter. We were talking to Hunter last week. I think that it was right at 17 pounds with the water and everything, but I may be misquoting myself. That's actually not bad, man. 
Now, 17 pounds of water and everything, that is like amazing for me, dude. That's that's incredible. That's with a chair. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, Huck said the Exped Pillow XL is the tallest pillow you can get. I want to check that out, man. The Xped Pillow XL. I never have tried any of the Xped stuff. I don't think I have either. You okay? I do want to say something though. We were talking earlier about the Nemo Tensor. Uh huh. I think I am no longer a Nemo Tensor person. What'd you move on to? The Sea to Summit. Like they're uh, what is the what is it the uh, gosh the Sea to Summit? Ah, uh, hold up, hold up. I've got it right here. Oh, he's actually going to whip out the Sea to Summit pad. No, I'm not going to pull it out. I'm just going to. Uh, I'm terrible with names today, man. The Etherlight XT. Now, does that have the vertical baffles? Yes. Because I've heard some people, their arms. Oh, no, fall. no, not vertical. No, no, no. It's horizontal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I just can't. I just don't think I can do the. It's four inches thick. Four inches thick. Yeah. That sounds comfortable. It's extremely, and it's not loud. And like, what's our value? Uh, it's about the same as the, as the uh, Nemo Tensor. Okay, I don't know what I have the Alpine version, so I think it's a little higher. But well, I've got the I've got the the deep winter version of that, and it's like this big around, and like it's like got a six five R rating or something like that. That's what I want. I want in the sixes. You want that in the summer? Not in the summer. Oh, no. okay. I was gonna say, like, that's that's crazy. Somebody said earlier, um, let's see, I don't remember who it was, but they were saying that the oh, here it is. Mike K says bug bites could be an issue with uh without a bottom quilt in the summertime. And that's and, why I want to put on the uh the quilt protector. I am so curious to see. I want to see if it works. I've not I've not heard of anybody else doing it, and I'm gonna try it. And hopefully, if it doesn't make me sweat like a crazy person, then maybe a good option. Um, also, before we go, we didn't get any poop talk in, so I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will mention, um, I won the game this weekend. I won the game. Okay, Don't so okay, what? so you didn't you didn't poop the entire weekend. So how bad was it when you got home? Um, it's usually not too bad. I think that uh, might have doubled up the next day though. I I can't imagine you didn't like. Well, I didn't eat that much actually out there. I had one of those Pinnacle Foods, and I got to tell you, Pinnacle Foods, I like the stuff, but I think the directions on the water. I've eaten at least three that I've added too much water. Now that may be my fault. Okay. But I, I was think- going to say, I've had, I've had three or four of them and, uh, dude, I, I think it's perfect. I think I'm a cereal overwaterer. I don't know what it is. I love their bags. Oh yeah. The, they're the bags. wide shallow bags. Yes. I love that. Cause one of my things is I don't like cutting the top off a bag cause then I can't close it. Right, right. And so if I want, if I want to set it down and leave it for a while, maybe come back and eat a little. Like we start talking about something, I set it down. I want to be able to open it back up and start eating again. If I cut it off, I'm gonna get dirt in it or something, and I'm gonna be mad at myself. Yeah, I'm with you there. But all yeah. I had was that for dinner because I got there after work, five thirty, six o'clock. 
had that for dinner. And then the next day I had two packets of oatmeal, not those ones that form a little bowl either. I'm yeah. still, still need to buy some of those. And then I skipped lunch. So I really hadn't had that much to eat. Did you just snack on your hike? I snacked. I had some of those um, Nature Valley bars. The I love the uh, salted caramel. Oh, they're so good, but they melt a little bit. The bottom has like a caramel coating. It yeah. melts a number of times. It's not, it's yeah. not good. Well, I'm doing keto again because I, I came off of it and it was dumb again. And, yep. and gain, gained some weight back. Back on it again. So I'm going out this weekend, straight keto the whole weekend. And I found a lifesaver today. What'd you find? At the Walgreens, just down the street from my house, they have an entire Walgreens. Walgreens they have an entire sugar-free candy section. Oh, what'd you get? What'd you I, get? I got zero net carb gummy bears. <laughs> you know, dude. You got- here's the thing: when you don't get to eat candy for like two solid years, I didn't eat a piece of candy. You poor soul. Being able to find zero net carb gummy bears that i can eat on trail it's pretty awesome you know who else loves sugar-free candy who's that my my grandma oh your grandma's a sweetheart i don't even know her but i like her more now she's diabetic so she (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not diabetic (laughs) she's diabetic so we'd always have to buy her that sugar-free chocolate ah she loved that stuff Hey, check this out. Joshua Hostetter, longtime listener, first time live stream joiner. Y'all rock. Thanks, man. What's up, Joshua? Good to have you on here, man. Uh, Real quick, just a couple more things down through here. George at uh, Local Libre is awesome. Actually, I haven't met a cottage vendor that wasn't great. Uh, He hooked me up years ago with a fantastic underquilt, and I've been waiting for them to reopen so I can buy more gear from him. Yeah, I've been eyeing stuff from him for a year and a half and just hadn't bought it yet, and now it's like, I'm going to pull the trigger as soon as I can. I'm definitely going to. I'll check out careful. for sure. Oh, and uh, I, I figured out something with food that I'm going to start doing this year. What's that? So if you go on Amazon, you can buy these cans of like freeze-dried ground beef, uh, shredded pork, uh, chicken, stuff like that that you buy. It's all freeze-dried. Uh-huh. So I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a few of those. I'm going to portion them out and put them in the freezer. And then I'm going to buy freeze-dried, like, the vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look up some recipes for food, and I'm actually going to combine them right before I go, make spice packs that I can throw in with them, and just do my own meals. It's going to be probably half the cost of of buying it from, from other backpacking places. That's a good idea. You going to vacuum seal the the freeze-dried meals? Well, I won't have to. I, I did order a bunch of um, the heavy-duty Ziploc bags, the ones that are like really nice, uh-huh. um, so that I could use those. Um, but I'm just gonna freeze it all. I'm not gonna have to vacuum seal it if I put it in the freezer. Uh, it's sort of been freeze dried, so um, I'm just gonna stick it in the freezer, and then as I need it, I'll pull out what I need as I knock my mic over, um, and do that. I'm. I think I'm gonna buy a dehydrator, man. I've never. I love beef jerky, and I know some people get their own cuts at the store, and then. They'll dehydrate it themselves because it's so expensive, dude. It's like $10 for three ounces. It's ridiculous. But I think that I'm going to try doing some dehydrated stuff. Well, let me know. Do you have a dehydrator? No, I guess I just buy one at Walmart. Bro, let me know, and I'll I'll give you some recipes. Yes, I would love that. I'll hook you up with some recipes. I've I've done a lot of it. Um, 
I don't always talk about it because sometimes it doesn't turn out so hot, but some of it turns out really good. So, give me the good recipes, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm starting to re I'm starting to question myself on these on these gummy bears now. Someone goes, watch out for the sugar free candy. Some of it can be explosive. I had that that issue by eating a bag of gummy bears. Um, oh. A lot of those sugar free is with malitol, maltolol, tall, something like that. It can be terrible for your digestion, so make sure you test it out before trail. Oh man. That's you know that means? there. I may have to be careful, dude. Now that means you got to try it tonight. You got to eat the whole bag tonight. You don't. Yeah, have she to even she even says, "Ha ha, same." When I was on keto, I thought I hit the jackpot with those. Okay, uh, maybe we're gonna get a new poop story from me. You <laughs> might. I may just have to hold off on that. I'm save them, save them for the trail. Let's see if it makes a poop. I'm story. not gonna save them for the trail if that's a possibility. <laughs> save them for the trail. See if it that could be a good story, man. Yeah, trailheads. I might check out what trailheads about that quilt. That's a good idea. Thank you, Trips. Um, anyways, we're we could probably go all night, but now they're like going, JK must now eat some gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, everybody's talking about it now. Look at this. Uh, look at that. Yes, sugar-free candy will definitely even give you the farts. Haha. I've been uh keto for like three years. Three years. Wow, yeah. yeah dang man uh anyways it is it is well over our time and you're a teacher and you got to get up really early in the morning and i want to respect you jeremiah thank you i've had a great time thanks thanks everyone thank you andrew how do you say andrew's last name john it's like sakari to me he says have either of you ever bear bagged your wag bags and do you suggest it never yeah. use the wag bag I haven't, but I did hang my food, and it was the easiest and most perfect hang that I've ever had since I've started backpacking. The one toss all the way over, used uh, Hilltop Pax's little bear, like their bear hanging kit, except I lost the stuff sack. <laughs> I have no, I lost it in the woods somewhere. Had my face on it and everything. Now I'm just using a, a little pillow stuff sack. But perfect hang, about 25 yards from my hammock, so not so perfect. <laughs> but, you know, Andrew, I wish that I could uh, I could tell you more about the wag bags. I'd say your poop's up probably okay. What do you think, John? Oh, yeah, put it up there. Then tell us how it goes. I'm no, curious. Don't, just don't put it in your food bag. Don't put it in your food bag, no. Oh. But thank you so much for the uh, super chat. Really but you could, you could clip it next to your food bag, couldn't you? Yeah, or you could just put it in your food bag. Let, let's not do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Probably not yeah, in. Let's, let's not put it in the food bag. We could clip it next to the food bag. Yeah, that'd be fine. That, that sounds like it could work. Either way, Jeremiah, it's been fun talking, man. Oh, dude, I've had such a good time with you, man. You know, we. Uh, I was talking to, to Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, and uh, I really think that it would be a good thing if the three of us made our way somewhere to hike for four or five days. Let's make it happen, man. I think it needs to next month's my last month of school. Let's make I know it we're, we're counting down the days. Me and J me and Jason are before Good. we started the countdown. I am too. I'm at 19 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're off, man, we're going out for sure. No doubt about it. Let's do it. All right, bro. We will talk to you later. As for myself and Jeremiah, you guys have a great one. We'll catch you on the next go around. Yeah. Adios. Folks.